That's what makes us tough. And we keep a coming. We're the people that live. They can't wipe us out. They can't lick us. The change has started, and the change in Detroit is real. We're back! Yeah, yeah, yeah! yeah. Detroit, Michigan! Here, you can actually see what you do affect a great American city, and it's, it's hopefully historical comeback. Welcome to Opportunity Detroit. Hi, this is Paul W. Smith. Today, Dr. Paul Thomas, MD, from Plum Health. Gabriel Vera will stop by, the chef from Erethem Gourmet. Michelle Mueller, MDOT Senior Project Manager with Electrifying Roads. And Bill Ford, Ford Motor Company Executive Chairman. It's all about Opportunity Detroit, and it's all right now. Detroit, Michigan. Next up on Opportunity Detroit is Dr. Paul Thomas, a board-certified family medicine physician practicing in Corktown, Detroit. He is a part of, or maybe the, the founder of, Plum Health DPC, a direct primary care, that's the DPC service, that is the first of its kind in Detroit and Wayne County. Welcome to the program, Dr. Thomas. Thank you so much for having me on today. It's a pleasure to be here. Explain to me uh, what this service is that is has never been here before, that is the first of its kind in Detroit and Wayne County. Yeah, I think a lot of people are used to their insurance um, and going to see a doctor and having the insurance company pay for the doctor visit. Uh, but we use a different model called direct primary care. We deliver primary care services directly to our patients, and they pay us a monthly membership. Um, it's about $15 a month for kids, and it starts at $55 a month for adults. And when patients are a member, they can call me on my cell phone, they can text me anytime, they can email me anytime, and they can come into the office and be seen at any time um, uh, without a copay. So it's included in the membership, all of those services. Now, is, is Plum Health DPC all you, Dr. Paul Thomas, or do you have other doctors who have signed on? Yeah, I started this company about five years ago, and right now we have three doctors, myself included, and a medical assistant, and we serve over 1,000 patients, about 1,125 patients right now um, in Detroit and beyond. Wow, that's, uh, that's good growth, that's for sure. Um, tell us a bit about yourself, doctor, and, and your background. Yeah, I'm a family medicine doctor. Um, I did my studies at Wayne State University School of Medicine and my residency at Oakwood uh, in, in Wayne and Dearborn. And, you know, I believe that healthcare should be affordable and accessible for everyone. And I recognize a real shortage of primary care doctors in Detroit. And so I wanted to start my practice here in, in Detroit and Southwest Detroit welcomed me with a small space, and then I grew up into a larger space on Michigan Avenue, right where the old Tiger Stadium ballpark is. We know some of your thoughts and your philosophy by reading the titles of a couple of books you wrote. Let me share them with our Opportunity Detroit WJR listeners. One of the books, Direct Primary Care, The Cure for Our Broken Healthcare System, and then Startup DPC, how to start and grow your direct primary care practice. So we know where you stand on the business of medicine today. Um, you agree with those who believe that 
our healthcare system is broken. What what caused this uh, this problem? What what broke our healthcare system? At least in your opinion, Dr. Paul Thomas. Yeah, I think it's about introducing a third party payer to pay for things that are really inexpensive. Um, primary care services in America are should be very inexpensive. You know, it's it doesn't cost that much to have a visit with a physician. Um, and it doesn't cost that much for medications. But when you introduce a third-party payer, like an insurance company, all of the prices get inflated because the consumer is divorced from the cost of the service. And for example, you know, if I give somebody um, lisinopril for their blood pressure, they, they might use their insurance to fill it at the pharmacy and they'd pay $10 and think, that's pretty good, it's a $10 copay. But if they were to fill that lisinopril at our office, it's one cent per pill, so they'd get it for 30 cents at our office. And that's wow. like a 99% saving just on that one medication. Um, and, and further, like if somebody injures their knee playing soccer or hockey or just slipping on ice here in Michigan, um, you know, you might want to get a, a knee MRI. And if you go through your insurance company, they would be charged about $3,000 by the hospital for that knee MRI. And if you have 80-20 coverage, they might pick up. 80% of it, and you're left with a $600 bill. Now, that MRI, if you pay cash, you go to the independent imaging center. A radiologist will read it, and you'll get those images for $300. Oh so it's, again, a 90% savings. And so when consumers are separated from the actual cost, they don't shop around. They don't look for a better deal. They don't even ask, how much is this going to cost? They just go with it and hope that their insurance will cover it. And it works great if you have great insurance um, and if everything's covered. It doesn't work so well when things are not covered or this system really hurts people who are uninsured. And as you may know, if you make more than $17,000 in a year um, and you're disqualified from Medicaid and you don't necessarily make enough to afford private health insurance, you're going to be faced with those inflated prices from hospitals and health systems, and you're not going to get that nice insurance discount so we are really harming those folks in our community who are under and uninsured. What a, an incredible savings you're offering and uh, incredible service. The only thing that I wonder aloud about, and you've got an answer, I'm sure, is we appreciate all of that in terms of coming into your office, getting checked out. Uh, in fact, go through the uh, uh, what's included again in the direct primary care membership, and I'll continue my question after that. What is it again? Yeah, so members can come in anytime they need to. We guarantee a same-day or next-day appointment. We sew up lacerations. We do well women care. We do well men care. We also discount labs deeply, so we save people 90% on their labs, medications, and imaging services. And, of course, they can text or call us anytime. It's, it's incredible, the service you're offering. I guess my question would be, God forbid something is bad enough that somebody needs to go to the hospital. Now, we've heard of the savings you can get for the MRI, for the prescriptions, all of that. That's all good. But do you recommend some kind of an insurance policy for hospitalization? Yes, of course. I unequivocally recommend that you have some kind of insurance product that will protect you from bankruptcy in the case of an emergency. However, you know, I, I advocate for my patients diligently to find them the best resources at the lowest cost. You know, some hospitals in our area will offer 75% discounts if you make 200% of the 
poverty line and you're uninsured. And so I know which hospitals offer those and which hospitals offer worse deals for folks who are uninsured. So if, God forbid, you do need to go to the hospital, I can guide you to the best resource at the lowest cost. Excellent. Uh, right in line with your philosophy. Uh, Dr. Paul Thomas is a board-certified family medicine physician practicing in Corktown. His practice is Plum Health DPC. The DPC stands for a direct primary care service, first of its kind in Detroit and in Wayne County. And and this may seem uh, odd, but why Plum? Why did you choose Plum Health as your name? Yeah, if you draw it up, a plum, it's two circles that are overlapping. And in our model, there's greater overlap between doctors and patients, meaning that we really get to know the patients that we take care of. Um, and, and we understand who they are and their health goals. And we work with them to help them achieve those goals and, and to be there when they need us. Well, it sounds like a, an excellent concept could be perfect for some people and tremendous savings for everyone who joins you. Uh, give me a you said as little as $15 a month for kids, as little as $55 a month for adults. Um, tell me how people can be in touch with you. Yeah, um, easily you can go to our website, plumhealthdpc.com, and then we're on all the social media channels at plumhealthdpc, including Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, um, Twitter, YouTube, etc. So, we're available um, if you want to call our office, 313-444-5630. Uh, we'd be happy to chat with you and see if we can help you. All right, that's PlumHealthDPC.com, PlumHealthDPC.com, or 313-444-5630, correct? You got it. Nailed it. 313-444-5630 or PlumHealthDPC.com. Thanks for uh, informing us of the service that you're offering, and uh, we wish you good luck. Well, thank you so much for this opportunity. I really appreciate the time, and good luck to your listeners. Thank you. On behalf of my listeners, we all thank you. Dr. Paul Thomas, MD, Plum Health DPC. Uh, sounds fascinating to me and certainly worth looking into for your good health and for saving as we continue on Opportunity Detroit. First up on Opportunity Detroit is Gabriel Vera, the chef at Aratham Gourmet. Gabriel, welcome to the program. Thank you for having me, Paul. Would you, you tell me about Aratham Gourmet to go? Yeah, so um, Aratham is a labor of love that uh, originated in, uh, to, at the end of 2019. We opened the company you know, after we had our son. Uh, to support families uh, after their postpartum periods um, or uh, mothers that uh, just had their babies. And then we realized shortly after that that uh, and, uh, many people you know, were, were ordering the meals and we were delivering them to their houses and they were, they were loving it. So then we changed the name. Uh, originally it was Nurturing Mother Meals. And then we changed the name to uh, Aratang, which is a plant-based organic concept. Uh, that uh, produces uh, a new weekly menu uh, every week. With uh, we have 18 different uh, varieties, desserts, juices, everything uh, made with organic ingredients and plant-based ingredients. And and as I understand it, uh, Gabriel, your wife Tiffany is involved with the business. 
Absolutely, yes. She is the uh, soul of the business. You know, she's the one who uh, makes the menu, uh, does the desserts, and of course makes all, uh, makes all of our stores look amazing. Excellent. Very good. Tell me more about you and of your background that led us to this point. So before before at a time I was a uh, executive at uh, different hotels, different restaurant groups. I uh, worked for MGM Grand. I worked for the Andiamo uh, Jovicari Restaurant Group, Hilton, Hyatt. You know, work my work my way up from a uh, dishwasher to a high level executive in different hotels. And uh, from from that point, you know, I just realized that uh, the the world needed something different, and uh, you know, decided to open my own concept and. Uh, in the in the interim, you know, during my career, I have uh, uh, worked with you know high level chefs and great mentors that have allowed me to develop the the skills necessary to run a business and to successfully uh, uh, produce great uh, recipes and uh, and new products. You know, I have competed in the Olympics a couple of times in Germany, in Luxembourg, re- representing myself or representing the state of Michigan. Um, and uh, I'm just very, very happy and grateful for the opportunities that I have gotten through my career, you know, to get me where um, I am now and just continue to grow and now our business. I, I love the fact, and it says a lot to me, that you've worked your way up starting out in the business as a dishwasher. That's correct. You know, actually, I came to the to uh, to the United States uh, in uh, uh, about uh, 15, 16 years ago, and uh, my I enrolled to a, a school. And while I was going through school, I uh, decided that I needed to uh, be in the kitchen and learn, you know, from others. You know, so I wanted to to just uh, uh, continue my my development that I started in my country in uh, Ecuador, where I'm where I'm originally from. Uh, but I have always loved, you know, food and beverage. You know, I have always loved, you know, the the service to others and make them um, uh, making them feel and ha- uh, feel and ha- uh, feel happy about what they're eating and the and the service that we're providing. You know, so uh, working my way up, you know, since I'm um, working in different restaurants, uh, small operations to large operations, and just continue the growth. And something else that we should point out that, that by the way. Uh, Chef Gabriel Vera is uh, a, a very highly regarded, award-winning chef who's working alongside his wife, Tiffany, with their company, Aratham To Go. And uh, it's interesting because most meal delivery services require the purchaser to cook and assemble the meals. Uh, Aratham stands out in that it delivers meals already prepared and ready to eat. That's correct, and not only that. Uh, uh, just keep in mind as well that we have three, three. So we started the business as a delivery service, and we are, we're still doing that. However, you can you can also go to any of our uh, retail stores that uh, uh, we have. We have in uh, one in Troy, one in Westland, and one in Detroit that we just opened. Wow, good for you, good growth, and the plant-based and organic are very important to what you do. Very, very important. And you know, plant-based, uh, it, it definitely, we, I mean, my wife and I became, you know, plant-based about uh, four and a half years ago, you know, and we saw a tremendous, you know, um, benefit to our health. Um, in the, uh, We got more energy, you know, we lost weight, uh, we, uh, you know, really, really uh, corrected some of the some of the issues that were starting to cure, especially in my body with high cholesterol or uh, high blood pressure, you know, especially in my in my family, I have a history of that. <clears throat> so, having a plant based 
diet definitely helped me with all of that. And organic ingredients are super important. I mean, uh, just the, the amount of pesticides, hormones, or herbicides, or glyphosate that goes to the, to the, to the, to the field, you know, is really uh, not good, you know. So have, being able to consume uh, meals that are made with organic, that, that I grow with organic ingredients is huge for us, you know, for our health. We're speaking with Gabriel Vera. He's the chef, award-winning chef of uh, Aratham uh, Gourmet. Give me, you did it before, but what's the meaning again of Aratham? So Aratham means a couple of things. Uh, we actually found the name um, uh, in Sanskrit. It means uh, a, a vegan vegetarian diet. And in Indian, it means purpose. You know, so we put it together, and uh, to us, it means the purpose of a plant-based diet. Wow. Um in Sanskrit, huh? That's amazing. Um, they didn't deliver then, though, did they? But that's another story. Um, <laughs> uh, Maybe. <For> sure. <laughs> back in back in line with our our, our questioning, uh, you you've. It seems to me, Gabriel, that you've grown quite a bit already. Is that what the plan is to keep opening more locations? Uh, yes, you know the the uh, the plan the next three in, in, in the next three years is to have uh, ten to uh, twelve locations in the in the in the Michigan area, and, and then from there start to develop in uh, uh, different kitchens in different parts of the United States, you know. And then our our plan is to be everywhere, you know. And it takes uh, hard work and dedication. And so far, you know, we opened our Troy location in uh, June of two thousand and. Uh, 21, and you know we so we we have uh, uh, developed a couple more locations since then. You know now the next step is to uh, is to um, get ourselves ready for the for the for the next move. And we have a couple of different options here. You know we are we are thinking also to develop a, a sit down concept um, in the city that is uh, going to be announced uh, soon, and. Uh, we are in the meantime also developing, uh, going into a larger facility, you know, that will allow us to uh, uh, get more locations open in the in the near future. You can find Gabriel and Tiffany and their fine work at arathom.com, A-R-A-T-H-A-M.com, A-R-A-T-H-A-M.com. Anything else you'd like to add before we let you go? No, thank you, Paul. Thank you so much for the opportunity, and um, uh, thank you for having us. Well, it's our pleasure. I, I love introducing our opportunity to try people to people like yourself who have a dream, and it's a risky dream, but you go ahead and you push forward and you do it, and you're having great success. So we salute you for that, and uh, uh, you're symbolic of what we hope all of our uh guests on Opportunity Detroit can do. They can push themselves and push their dream and achieve it. So good for you and congratulations. Nice meeting you. Thank you so much, Paul. Nice meeting you as well. And for the listeners out there who are developing their their, uh, businesses, just don't give up. Just keep pushing. Don't give up. Keep pushing. Which is what we'll do right here, right now. Gabriel Vera, the chef of Aratham Gourmet, Aratham To Go, uh, and so much more to be found at arathom.com, A-R-A-T-H-A-M, as we continue on Opportunity Detroit.
You know, I've always had a lot of questions about uh, electric vehicles and uh, uh, the auto industry is, whether it started off politically or not, which it did, um, they're all in. They have billions of dollars invested in this working, and they even have people on staff who are, are, are in charge of convincing us to like driving electric vehicles. And a lot of people who drive them now love them. They do, but it takes some uh, cajoling to get them to try and to start. And I always wondered why these cars did not have some kind of generating feature, other than I know when you hit the brakes, it regenerates, I guess, the battery power. But why these vehicles couldn't uh, be self-charging when they're on the road? Well, it turns out they can be. You will be able to charge your electric vehicle while driving, but that is not going to be generated by the car. It's fascinating what's planned here, and Michelle Mueller, an MDOT Senior Project Manager for Connected and Automated Vehicles, has been overseeing a process that is going to lead to a first in America in Detroit. Michelle Mueller, welcome. Hi, thanks, Paul, for having me. This is a big deal. The first ever wireless EV charging road system in the country, going to be built near the Michigan Central Station in Detroit by an Israeli startup company. This is a big announcement. Tell us more. It is. So we um, have uh, begun a process. Um, we posted out a, a request for um, what we call proposals at MDOT, and we uh, got various company uh, teams to submit on that. Um, the selected team for that, um, the uh, prime contractor, is going to be Electrion. Um, so we're in process right now of getting them under contract. And what we will do is um, walk through a process to finalize the location um, for the one mile, up to one mile um, electric charging corridor. It's fascinating. The, again, the, the technology that's in front of us and glad that it's happening uh, in Detroit, happening in Michigan before it's happening anywhere else. I want to ask some of the details now. I won't get into the specific mechanics, I guess, of it, how it works that if you drive on a road for a mile, it's helping recharge your electric power in your EV. But it's just a mile to test it, I suspect, to see if it works. You really can't charge very much in a mile, or can you? So the idea, Paul, is not to get a full charge on a vehicle. Um, the idea of the in-road charging system and one of the reasons for this pilot is to understand exactly how much that is um, and how much charge can the vehicle get with the idea that potentially um, we'll extend the charge on that vehicle and so they don't have to maybe stop as often. It will get them um, into their work location that has potentially a plug-in station or back to their house. Um, where they have a, a charging mechanism at their home. Michelle, MDOT Senior Project Manager for Connected and Automated Vehicles in Michigan, very proud to have the first wireless EV charging road system in the country to be built near the Michigan Central Station in Detroit by an Israeli startup called Electrion. And uh, it's a mile-long stretch, should be done by 2023. And this is a big step in the direction of everything being ready for EVs, Michelle. Yes, it is. Um, you know, we continue to um, be proud um, to have the technology here in Michigan. Um, as you know, Michigan is very um, forward-thinking in the technology space, um, so this just adds to that. And, you know, we continue to roll out um, different charging solutions in different uh, in multi-areas of the state, 
And uh, we want to stay ahead of that technology curve. And this allows us um, the opportunity with this corridor to put in um, that mile stretch and learn a lot about um, the infrastructure itself, um, the electrification, and no better place than here in Michigan, of course, right? We have varied um, weather with four seasons. So, you know, it's not in a, a sunny, warm location all year round. Um, we can test the infrastructure in the uh, coils in regards to the different weather conditions, whether it's snow, rain, salt, um, brine, those types of, of road treatments as well. If I'm not mistaken, this inductive vehicle charging pilot was first announced to us while we were out at Motorbella, the Motorbella show from the Detroit Auto Dealers Association from Governor Gretchen Whitmer. She talked about it last year. Now it's coming to fruition. It is underway. And the question I had, not for you to worry about, I'm sure, but someone will have to worry about it. If we're going to be using electricity to power EVs as they go down the road, how do we pay for that? Will that will our roads now that are electrified for our EVs become toll roads, do you think? What what's the thinking on how they're gonna pay for something like that? And if people who benefit from it have to specifically pay for it. So, Paul, I don't have the exact answer. That's one of the reasons that we do these pilot projects is to understand um, all the different aspects. And one of those being what your question is, which is how does it um, how does it get paid for? So there is different models um, associated that could be used. I don't know what the end answer will be. Um, and I think it's too early to project what that will look like. But we continue to work with um, the power companies such as DTE and, and others and what that larger grid platform looks like, because obviously these um, in this stretch of roadway for this pilot will have to connect to that electric grid and understand what is that draw um, and, and how does that work and function from a sustainability standpoint as um, this pilot will help us answer those questions and then determine how do we continue on you know, with future implementations of the technology. Fascinating all the way, and it shows that Michigan is all in uh, aggressively rolling out these uh, various charging solutions that we need to continue to stay ahead of the technology curve. Thank you for the information. Thank you very much. I appreciate the time, um, and we look forward to having a, a roadway that's available to all. Thank you much. Michelle Mueller, MDOT Senior Project Manager for Connected and Automated Vehicles and the first wireless EV charging road in the U.S. to be built here. As we continue on WJR. Well, the Ford Motor Company got some heartwarming, and uh, along with that cold forecast, heartwarming news as the fourth quarter results included revenue of $37.7 billion, net income of $12.3 billion, full-year net income, $17.9 billion, company-adjusted EBIT of $10 billion. So I, I, to simplify this, I'll just say Ford Motor Company had a phenomenal 2021, making $10 billion. No one uh, more happy about that than the, I don't know if he's the quarterback or the coach. Maybe he's the coach and Jim Farley's the quarterback, but it's a dynamic duo and a great team. And I congratulate you, Bill Ford, as Ford Motor Company Executive Chairman, for so much great news coming our way from Ford. Good morning to you, William. Oh, good. good morning, Paul W. How are you? I am excellent. I hope Lisa and the family are doing well. Everyone's great. Thank you. Um, yeah, it was a good year. I mean, you know, despite, despite you know, uh, COVID and 
supply chain, you know, issues and microchips and all of that, uh, our, our team just did a phenomenal job. And, you know, we're, we're really happy with how the year um, progressed. And, you know, I think this looks like another good year. You know, you think about, for those of us who have been around, uh, you think about uh, what you've been through over the last several years. And coincidentally, I just had a, about a half an hour conversation within the last two weeks with Alan Mullally. And uh, he's doing well, by the way. But what a decision you made, a decision that put ego aside in every way. Uh, uh, some leaders would have said, I can do this. I don't need any help. You said, I need help. And you found Alan Mulally and convinced him to come and help. And the rest, as they say, is history. Yeah, Alan was great. Uh, and, um, you know, he did, a, obviously, a wonderful job. And, and uh, he's a great guy. And I, I, you know, I feel like we, we have another um, superstar in, in Jim Farley now. No question. And, uh, yeah. So, you know, Jim, Jim is just doing a, a first-rate job. And uh, I'm so happy. Uh, he and I have a wonderful relationship, and, and uh, we work so well together. And uh, it's just really fun right now. There are people listening now, thanks to you, Mr. Ford, and the hardworking men and women of Ford Motor Company, Alan Mullally, Jim Farley, and everyone in between, who are millionaires. If they bought your stock when it was down a buck something, and I don't even know what it is today, but the other day it was like uh, tw- now, now we never wanted to get down that low. But <laughs> no, of course. <laughs> but you didn't go bankrupt, and people didn't lose their money. They have made no, their right. money. That's right. And, you know, I mean, I, I think a lot, you know, I mean, I have pretty much my whole net worth tied up in Ford. And those were some, you know, white knuckle days. But, you know, thankfully, uh, you know, it's it's looking very, very different now. And, um, you know, we're completely reimagining the company uh, for the future. And um, and, you know, our business is, is doing really well. And, you know, I mean, obviously, you never take anything for granted. And we've got a lot of work ahead of us. But I'm, I'm very, very encouraged by uh, the progress we're making. Well, this Jim Farley is not uh, is not uh, bloviating when he says that they you have maybe the best lineup ever, uh, and you consider this: the Mustang Machi is a hit, the F one hundred and fifty a hit, the Bronco family a hit, Maverick selling so many of those you can't take any more orders, and the E Transit. These are all big hits. You've got a, an incredible lineup here. And as far as your confidence in the company, I read uh, a report from CNBC where a lot of CEOs are, are cashing out, taking advantage of the higher stock prices. I'm told, Bill Ford, uh, that you are amassing more shares and more control. Yeah, I've been of buying this. everything I can. Uh, I can. Um, and it's because I, I just think as, you know, as, as, as uh, good as the last few years have been, we're only scratching the surface. I think our future looks fantastic. The transformation of the company should put us in, on very different footing uh, for the future, and um, yeah, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm all in. Uh, I keep pushing my chips into the middle of the table because I'm a huge believer in our our employees. I mean, they're amazing. They got us through the darkest time um, that I've ever seen, which was the financial crisis, and they're building our company for the future. So yeah, I'm, I'm buying everything I can and uh, really excited. And it makes us feel good because you're truly our hometown uh, auto company, without question. Your name is on the building. It's been your family from the beginning. And now it just seems to make sense that a Ford, you, Bill Ford, would be the company's biggest individual shareholder. And that's just the beginning of some of the good news here. The rest of the good news I want to spend a little time on because you have 
a rather uh, exciting proclamation that you're making on our show today. Of course, Ford purchased Michigan Central Station, which had been an eyesore. Uh, But you bought it in 2018 with an eye toward changing all of that. And man, oh man, you have. But you're not doing it alone. And uh, and you do have a special announcement uh, that's been embargoed until right now. We'd love to hear it. Yeah, and so you're right. We, we are not doing this alone, and, and we never intended to. Um, and so what's really cool is today we're announcing that Google uh, is, is joining us. They're coming down um, to, to um, Corktown, and, and uh, they're, uh, they're going to help us imagine the future of transportation. But what's really cool that they're doing um, is that they are opening a, um, a lab for high school Michigan uh primarily Detroit high school students, and they're going to teach them um, computer science. And they're, at the end, they'll get a certificate, which will make them hireable um, by companies like Ford. So, um, you know, not only are they going to be helping the whole transportation system of the future, but they're going to be educating our, our students and making them employable uh, by companies like us. So it's really, it's, it's, it's a wonderful thing Google's doing. We're so excited to have them. Michigan Central advances plans for Mobility Innovation District. Google joins Ford as a founding member, state of Michigan, city of Detroit, with new commitments. And uh, explain to me how this came about, that Google would be joining Ford as a founding member at Michigan Central. Well, so we have a relationship with Google, and um, we do a lot of work with them, uh, both on the auto side and also uh, on our marketing side. And um, so once we got a chance to explain to them what we were doing down there, um, they they got really excited. I mean, you know, it's really cool. Like, for instance, one of the things we're also doing uh, that I think gets them excited is, you know, we're going to have very soon the first uh, inductive charging system anywhere. What it, let's say, what does that mean? What it means is uh, as you uh, drive along the street, the street will actually charge your vehicle. Um, and uh, so we're, we're putting that down in Corktown. Uh, so, re- you know, really cool things like that. We have this. We have a wonderful company called New Lab, which um, is also coming down. And New Lab um, is is in Brooklyn, and they are the best uh, incubator for uh, hardware ideas. So, they had over 200 companies, uh, startups, said they wanted to come down and work on the mobility of the future. From that, they've chosen five that will be the initial group. Um, and they're already starting to come down there and get up and running. So, I mean, there's, I think Google saw the kind of activity that's going on, kind of creativity that's going on, and also a chance to, to make a difference in uh, kids' lives. And so it's, it's going to be really great having them there. We just talked the other day with the state of Michigan about that. These, uh, these very special roads, first one, as it should be, will be in Michigan right around there in the Corktown uh, area to charge your EV as you drive along. Uh, pretty spectacular. In fact, it, it, we mentioned Corktown. The, this whole idea of Corktown for, for I don't know if this is, um, Corktown being Detroit's oldest neighborhood, it's that kind of Irish connection to the Ford name, isn't it? Yeah, it was actually pretty funny when we had the announcement, uh, I guess it was, what, three years ago, roughly, uh, so I stood up there and said, you know, Corktown, my ancestors were from County Cork. 
Mike Duggan was speaking there. He said, my ancestors were from county court. Jim Hackett was speaking. He said, my ancestors are from county court. Uh, it was, it was uh, pretty, pretty funny. Uh, so, yes, <laughs> it is the, the oldest. Uh, and everybody involved with the project, unbeknownst to each other, had ties to county court, which is where from Corktown, the name Corktown came. And by the way, I'm glad you mentioned Jim Hackett. I left him out when I was uh, uh, listening, but Jim Hackett's very much a part of the success. We go to Alan Mulally, Jim Hackett, and of course now Jim Farley, the youngest and uh, and really a guy who's been with the company for a very long time in many different ways. And again, he is talking about this incredible lineup of vehicles. I mean, it, all the stars are in alignment and uh, pretty uh, incredible when you consider. I've never heard anyone say a bad thing about Mustang Mach-E, and I know a lot of people that have them and love them. The F-150 Lightning, the Bronco family, the Maverick, the E-Transit, these are all big hits, and you're just beginning and heading into this year. But this this chip thing, what do we do about the chip problem, and what do we do, Bill Ford, to make sure it never happens again? Well, look, um, a couple of things. First of all, you, you mentioned those great products. And, you know, and I, before we leave Jim Hackett, you know, he took a lot of grief. Uh, as you remember, when the headlines were Ford's getting out of cars, uh, there's, you know, you know, what is Ford doing? They're stopping to make cars. They're only going to be making SUVs and trucks other than Mustang. And, um, you know, and, and Jim took a lot of, lot of slings and arrows uh, for that. And guess what? It's worked out beautifully, um, as you pointed out a minute ago, with the demand for all these vehicles. Um, so, you know, he, he deserves a lot of credit for that. Um, on, on the chip issue, yeah, I mean, look, we're working really hard to resolve it. And then you, you ask, well, how do we make sure it never happens again? I don't know how you make sure, not, you know, anything never happens again. I mean, that's the short answer. But the but we're what we're trying to do is to um, get more chip capacity and, and have it built here in America. Uh, I think that's important, too, because well, we race to the future as, a, as an industry and as a country. It's really important that America – compete like a challenger. Um, you know, since World War II, we've kind of had the playing field to ourselves uh, until very recently. You know, we were the technology leader. The biggest market was here. Um, and everything of importance kind of happened here. Thank you, Bill. And congratulations on all of your success and all of the hardworking men and women, UAW and others, that have made Ford Motor Company the comeback kid in every way. Congratulations once again. That's going to do it for today. Thanks to our guests, Dr. Paul Thomas, MD of Plum Health, Gabriel Vera, chef at Aratham Gourmet, Michelle Mueller, MDOT Senior Project Manager, and of course, Bill Ford, Ford Motor Company Executive Chairman. Thank you for being with us as well. I'll look forward to talking to you in the morning, Monday through Friday from 6 till 9. Regards, Paul W. Smith.